Welcome to the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast. On today's episode, we cover the topic of oncology medications found under the drug section at medbullets.com. Oncology medications can be broken down into the following categories, alkylating agents, anti-metabolites, microtubule inhibitors, topoisomerase inhibitors, antibiotics, and immunomodulators. Let's start off by discussing the alkylating agents. Busulfan, carboplatin, cisplatin, and oxaloplatin all work by cross-linking DNA. The key indications for busulfan are CML and bone marrow ablation. The key indication for carboplatin, cisplatin, and oxaloplatin are testicular cancer, ovarian cancer, bladder cancer, and lung cancer. The key toxicities associated with busulfan are pulmonary fibrosis and bone marrow suppression. The key toxicities associated with carboplatin, cisplatin, and oxaloplatin are ototoxicity, nephrotoxicity, and peripheral neuropathy. Next, we have cyclophosphamide. This works by DNA cross-linkage at guanine residues. The key indications for cyclophosphamide are leukemia, lymphoma, and solid tumors. Key toxicities include myelosuppression and hemorrhagic cystitis, and in the case of hemorrhagic cystitis, you can use mesna as prophylaxis. Next, we have chlorambucil, which works by inhibiting DNA replication and causes DNA damage. The key indication for chlorambucil is CLL, and the key toxicity associated with this medication is myelosuppression. Next, let's discuss the antimetabolites. Methotrexate works as a dihydrofolate reductase competitive inhibitor, and the key indications for this medication are leukemia, lymphoma, sarcoma, ectopic pregnancy, abortion, psoriasis, and rheumatoid arthritis. Toxicity can lead to myelosuppression, which you can reverse with leucovorin, megaloblastic anemia, which you can prevent with folate, and mucositis and stomatitis. Next, we have cytarabine and fludarabine, which are both used in the cases of leukemia and lymphoma. Cytarabine is a pyrimidine analog, whereas fludarabine is a purine analog. Toxicity of cytarabine can lead to pancytopenia, whereas toxicity with fludarabine can lead to lymphopenia or infection. Next, we have 6-mercaptopurine, which is a purine analog and is indicated as an immunosuppressant used in inflammatory bowel disease and SLR. 5-fluorouracil is a pyrimidine analog and is used in colon cancer, basal cell carcinoma, and pancreatic cancer. Toxicity of 6-mercaptopurine and 5-fluorouracil are associated with myelosuppression. Next, we have the microtubule inhibitors. This includes vinblastine and vincristine. Both of these medications are microtubule inhibitors and are indicated in the cases of lymphoma, leukemia, and solid tumors. Toxicity of vinblastine is associated with peripheral neuropathy and is neurotoxic. Toxicity of vincristine is associated with GI problems, hair loss, and peripheral neuropathy. Next, we have the topoisomerase inhibitor, irinotecan. This is a DNA topoisomerase inhibitor that is indicated in the cases of colon cancer, ovarian cancer, and small cell lung cancer. Toxicity of irinotecan is associated with myelosuppression. Next, let's discuss some antibiotics. Bleomycin works by creating free radical DNA damage and is indicated in Hodgkin lymphoma and testicular cancer. Toxicity of this agent can lead to pulmonary fibrosis and myelosuppression. Next, we have dactinomycin, also known as actinomycin D. This medication causes intercalation between DNA base pairs and is indicated in Ewing sarcoma, 
Wilms tumor, and rhabdomyosarcoma. Toxicity can lead to myelosuppression. Next is doxorubicin. This medication works by causing free radical damage and again intercalation between DNA base pairs. It's indicated in the cases of leukemia and lymphoma, and toxicity can lead to cardiotoxicity. The final antibiotic is mitomycin, which works by causing DNA cross-linkage. It's indicated in the cases of adenocarcinoma of the stomach and pancreas. Toxicity can lead to myelosuppression. Know that it's nephrotoxic, it can cause pulmonary toxicity, and also cardiotoxicity. Finally, we have the immunomodulator interferon, which is an IFN-alpha analog. Interferon is indicated in cancer and viral infections, such as hepatitis B and hepatitis C. Toxicity is associated with the flu-like syndrome. Now let's apply some of these concepts by answering some questions. Question 1. A 31-year-old man presents to the primary care clinic complaining of a lump in his right testicle. He reports that he noticed the mass one month ago. The mass has grown in size, but is not tender. The patient also denies pain with urination, defecation, or sexual activity. At physical examination, there is a 2cm by 2cm firm, fixed nodule on the right testicle. A scrotal ultrasound confirms a mass within the right testicle. Computed tomography reveals regional lymph node metastasis. The patient has a radical inguinal orchiectomy. Surgical pathology confirms a seminoma, and the decision is made for the patient to undergo adjunctive chemotherapy with cisplatin and etoposide. Which of the following adverse effects should the patient be counseled on? 1. Cardiotoxicity 2. Hemorrhagic cystitis 3. Mucositis 4. Ototoxicity or 5. Pulmonary fibrosis The correct answer is 4. Ototoxicity. The patient is presenting with testicular cancer and plans to treat with cisplatin and etoposide. Cisplatin can cause ototoxicity, which the patient should be counseled on. Cisplatin and carboplatin are platinum-based chemotherapy drugs used to treat testicular cancer, bladder cancer, ovarian cancer, and lung cancer. Their mechanism of action is to cross-link DNA, which inhibits cell growth and proliferation. They can cause sensory neural hearing loss by damaging the acoustic nerve. They are also nephrotoxic and can damage the kidney through oxidative stress, DNA damage, and local inflammation. You can see illustration A on the MedBullets website, which is a drawing of Chemoman, which represents an easy way to memorize commonly tested chemotoxicities. Now let's cover the incorrect answers. Answer 1. Cardiotoxicity is a common adverse effect of both trastuzumab and doxorubicin. Answer 2. Hemorrhagic cystitis is associated with cyclophosphamide. Answer 3. Mucositis is an associated adverse effect of methotrexate. Answer 5. Pulmonary fibrosis is associated with both bleomycin and busulfan. Now for a quick bullet summary. Cisplatin and carboplatin are chemotherapy agents that can cause ototoxicity and nephrotoxicity. Question number 2. A 37-year-old woman presents to the clinic with pain and swelling of her legs. She states that she first noticed the swelling six weeks ago. Initially, the swelling was minimal, but now she is finding it difficult to walk and can't fit into any of her shoes. Her medical history is significant for systemic lupus erythematosus, and she takes ibuprofen and hydroxychloroquine. Her temperature is 99 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.2 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 153 over 86, and pulse is 88 beats per minute.
Pitting edema to bilateral knees is noted on physical examination. Your analysis reveals proteinuria. The patient is started on an immunosuppressant. Two days later, the patient returns to clinic complaining of blood in her urine. A urinalysis reveals moderate erythrocytes, but is negative for leukocyte esterase, nitrites, or crystals. Diffuse oozing of the bladder mucosa with neovascularization is seen on cystoscopy. Which of the following could have prevented the patient's condition? 1. Iphosphamide 2. Mesna 3. Methotrexate 4. Nitrofurantoin or 5. Prednisone The correct answer is 2. Mesna the patient with a history of systemic lupus erythematosus is presenting with hematuria and bleeding of the bladder mucosa after starting an immunosuppressant, which is suspicious for hemorrhagic cystitis caused by cyclophosphamide. This can be prevented with mesna prophylaxis. Cyclophosphamide is an alkylating agent. In the setting of lupus, it serves as an immunosuppressant for patients who are not responsive to steroids or who develop lupus nephritis. In the setting of lupus, it serves as an immunosuppressant for patients who are not responsive to steroids or those who develop lupus nephritis. Signs of lupus nephritis include hypertension, edema, and proteinuria. A key toxicity for cyclophosphamide is hemorrhagic cystitis, which presents with gross hematuria. On cystoscopy, there may be neovascularization, telangiectasias, or diffuse oozing of the bladder mucosa. Adequate hydration, as well as prophylactic dosing of mesna, can help prevent cyclophosphamide-induced hemorrhagic cystitis. Mesna binds with a toxic liver metabolite produced by cyclophosphamide that is freely filtered by the kidneys and accumulates in the bladder. Now let's go over the incorrect answers. Answer 1. Iphosphamide is a chemotherapy drug that can also cause hemorrhagic cystitis. Answer 3. Methotrexate is an immunosuppressant that can be used to treat patients with systemic lupus erythematosus, it would not prevent cyclophosphamide-induced hemorrhagic cystitis. Answer 4. Nitrofurantoin is an antibiotic that is often used to treat urinary tract infections. The patient's presentation is more consistent with hemorrhagic cystitis. Answer 5. Prednisone may be used in acute flares of systemic lupus erythematosus, but it would not prevent cyclophosphamide-induced hemorrhagic cystitis. Now for a bullet summary. Cyclophosphamide-induced hemorrhagic cystitis can be prevented by prophylaxis with mesna. Question number three. A 72-year-old man presents to his physician with complaints of fatigue, night sweats, and an unintentional weight loss of 20 pounds in the past few months. He had previously missed several routine primary care appointments due to feeling generally well until the onset of his current symptoms. Blood tests reveal a leukocyte count of 45,000 and a peripheral blood smear demonstrates abnormal findings, seen on figure A on the MedVolt website. Four months after initiating a chemotherapy regimen, the patient develops shortness of breath with exertion. What medication is most likely the cause for the patient's current symptoms? 1. Busulfan 2. Cyclophosphamide 3. Doxorubicin 4. Imatinib or 5. Paclitaxel The correct answer is 1. Busulfan. This patient's symptoms of shortness of breath in the setting of chemotherapy is characteristic of pulmonary fibrosis caused by busulfan, an oncologic drug for the treatment of chronic myeloid leukemia, or CML. Busulfan is an alkylating agent that is used clinically in the treatment of chronic myeloid leukemia as well as to ablate patient's bone marrow before bone marrow transplantation. 
Other adverse effects of busulfan include severe myelosuppression and hyperpigmentation. The other oncologic drug that can cause pulmonary fibrosis is bleomycin, an anti-tumor antibiotic that is used for testicular cancer and Hodgkin lymphoma. The illustration of chemoman, found in illustration A on the MedBullets website, can be used as a mnemonic to recall frequently tested adverse effects of chemotherapy drugs. Figure A on the MedBullets website shows a peripheral blood smear that is characteristic of chronic myeloid leukemia. Now let's discuss the incorrect answers. Answer 2. Cyclophosphamide is an alkylating agent that can cause adverse effects of hemorrhagic cystitis, SIADH, and myelosuppression. Answer 3. Doxorubicin is an anti-tumor antibiotic that can cause adverse effects that include cardiotoxicity, myelosuppression, and alopecia. Answer 4. Imatinib is a tyrosine kinase inhibitor of BCR-ABL that is used in the treatment of chronic myeloid leukemia. Adverse effects of imatinib include fluid retention. Answer 5. Paclitaxel is a microtubule inhibitor that can cause adverse effects of myelosuppression, neuropathy, and hypersensitivity. Now for a bullet summary. Busulfan is an oncologic drug that can cause pulmonary fibrosis. That's all for this review of oncology medications. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing these topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or mobile app while reading through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the MedBullets podcast thus far, we'd appreciate your consideration in leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It'll help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.